I'm Mariangela Abeo, and this is the Face to Faces podcast, a conversation series that provides a platform focusing on the LGBTQ plus and POC communities and their allies in the areas of activism, politics, mental health, arts and entertainment, and community, where we discuss the human experience in our ever-changing world. The goal of this space is to remind you that while you may have moments where you feel isolated or alone, there is always an incredible community of people here that is safe. We all connect to people at our deepest pains and our greatest joys. And in this space, we're here for those moments and everything in between. I'm so glad you're here. Take a seat next to me. It's always open. Now, let's lean in. Okay. I am so honored to have my guest today, Don, the poet, the writer, the queer black activist in New York City joining us. And Don has a book coming out August very soon called Girl Get Up. I'm just really excited to have you here. Please, please say hello and uh, introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. It is a pleasure to be here. I'm so honored to be blessed with this queer icon. Like, oh my God, thank you so much for having me. My name is Don. Um, I'm born and raised in Bronx City. I have been writing for five years. Um, and I've been queer activate, activating. I love that. I love how I just put that. I've been queer activating yeah. for my people. Let's make that a thing. Queer I, activating. I, I've been queer activating for pretty much my whole life. Um, just trying to make sure that we all have everything that we need in this world. Um, so, yeah. And uh, remind me, he, him pronouns, correct? Yes, he, him. Yes, yes. But a lot of times also, like, when I'm just with my friends, like my very close knit friends, like they can just call me whatever they want, and because it's just like that trust in that relationship. Um, just around some regular regulars, you you be calling me he and him, Mister. I don't know you like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good. I think I wish we could all normalize pronoun asking and respecting and and all of that. Right. I know it's my I, it's a journey that I'm on too, and something that I'm learning, and so I'm trying to normalize it, but. Anyways, you were on our town hall episode and um, the poetry basically that you ended our episode with uh, blew the minds of everyone on the town hall. Me, I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Uh, tell me a little bit about, you know, your poetry, your journey as a poet. Um, you've got this book coming out. Poetry, I know for yeah. me, like I am a fan of poetry. I'm a fan of I don't have, we're in this bite-sized society right now where people can't handle reading long things, reading long captions. Everybody's quoting poems. Everybody is, is liking bite-sized content and poetry is perfect for that. Yes. Um, So I've been writing for five years. Um, Like I said, my poetry just honestly really just started getting good. I had some moments and I tell people, usually when you start something, you always have like that one first time where it's like amazing everybody's like oh my god you really roll that's crazy um you take pictures of like oh my god that picture was amazing 
Um, and then after that, you reach like little drop down point where it's like, where's my skills? What happened? I thought I was the bomb.com. Um, and in August, I say this all the time, August 2019, I literally had to get a little lit. And um, <laughs> I sat there and I said, we have to tell our truth. Like, we have to be honest. Like, who, what are we afraid of? Like, we, we go out here and we say these things. And we tell people and we motivate them to really follow their dreams and stuff. But you're not following your dreams. You're not telling your truth in your writing. You don't really have that sustenance that you hear other people have. So I had to really be truthful and honest. And I think that litness really opened me up to being a lot um, relatable and real. And from there onward, my work really, really just like skyrocketed up. A lot of people say, which I, I really appreciate and I favor. Um, and I'm honored to hear that because it really does have to take that breaking of that shell to get out of that. Um, when looking at this book, um, Girl, Get Up, it's one, the title, somebody asked me, like, what is this phase of your life you had to call the book? And I, like, jokingly said, Girl, Get Up. Because it's like, this phase of my life, I feel like, especially now, it's like one minute you down, and then you got to get back up, you got to fix your hair, put your hair, poop, 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 is your face beat? You got your ears, are you good? Right, like, let's walk out, let's go. <laughs> Sometimes you just come back in your house and you're just like, that was a long motherfucking day. Like, long motherfucking day, like, immensely draining, physically draining. I don't know if I could do it anymore. And you have to, a lot of times, you have to tell yourself, like, girl, you need to get up. Like, you need to get up. You have to keep going. Because um, ain't nobody going to tell you that but yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, the most honest person you have is you. So I really was like, most honest person I've had in a lot of these poems in my journey is myself. And I tell myself, like, you have to get up. You have to keep going. So I was like, girl, get up. It's perfect. It's perfect. Perfect for it. Um, and the book is just going to have a lot of poems where I wrote my honesty, a lot of truthfulness. I want it to be really raw. Um, it is going to be very raw, raw. Have a lot of motivational aspects. Um, to really make it something you can look at whenever you need to. Um, and I think a really big thing that we have now is like people are like, how do I educate myself? How do I inform myself on what's going on? Let me tell you, buy, buy my book, okay? Buy my book. It's going gonna, it's gonna to give you a lot of different poetic aspects of what Black queer life is like. Um, and it's not just one-sided drag spectrum where a lot of things, a lot of hetero people think it is. It's not just me. We all don't put wigs on and walk inside nails popping. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with that. But there's also like you have um, your gym boys and fully masculine. You have your feminine masculine energies, which I channel. You have a bunch of different spectrums and that book is definitely going to talk about it all. Yeah, I think you're, that's such a great point that I think right now the heteronormative straight world is in very top 40 queer. Like, it's very RuPaul queer. It's very, right. like, that's what they think gay is. And those of us that are under the queer umbrella and know just how many types of gay and queer right. queens there are there's you know so many of us that are femme facing one day and not an, the next and and mm -hmm. um like you said gym queers and all of this and so i think your book it sounds like is going to be a really good manual for people to educate themselves a little bit around uh what society is kind of uh, portraying 
the queer community to be and especially the POC community and what it actually is. Okay. So tell me this, how are things in New York? How are things in your, your town, your city, you know, things have, New York was the epicenter there for, for, for a minute. And as we're seeing this weekend, this is pride weekend. There's so many cities that opened up too soon that are closing back Mm -hmm. Arizona, Florida. I don't remember the other one Mm -hmm. um, that went to like 8,000 new cases in a few days. And I'm just like, whoo, I'm going to be inside until fall. Listen, I'm not, uh, if I'm going to go, I'm not going out. Um, New York City has was one of the huge cities that really got smacked in the face, like with a brick. Um, so many cases, people had to be flown in. Doctors, this is, that's how bad it was. Um, Central Park was being turned into half of a hospital. Wow, because we had so many cases. Um, and I think the city is really turning around, um, and it's really making a comeback, and it's doing a lot better personally than a lot of other cities because Atlanta really, it closed, but it really didn't close because people were still doing what they wanted to do. Florida, Miami, you know, people were flying down there when everything was, you know, you're supposed to be locked in, everybody on the beach. Um, but I think New York City has really taken the time to really reevaluate and rebalance. Um, I think it's also very interesting with all like the protesting going on, how cases are still like, it's like up, but like, it's not like shh. Right. Like, okay, you know, we outside, I, we get it. Some people are get a little sick. Um, it's not like skyrocketing like Texas and all those other places. Right. But I think that's very, um, it's like a breath of fresh air because we are in phase two now. Um, so it's like great. Like, you we are, are in not phase all- two. Yes, yes. We, we, we did, phase one was really quick, actually. Phase one was like a week. And then we immediately jumped into phase two. I was like, damn, I was like, shit, I thought we were just in phase one. I mean, I'm not mad, <laughs> but I'm not really going to go outside. But like, yeah, good for hey. you. Right. Um, but we're, we're, we're going to make it. I believe in us. I really do. Yeah, I have a, a, there was somebody else I interviewed from New York that said that there's a lot of underground stuff happening still, parties and mm-hmm. gatherings that are not following rules. And that's a little mm-hmm. scary. But the, the heartbeat of New York was always so social and outside, you know, it's a city that never sleeps. You can always find somebody awake and always find an event to go to, but that's not happening really anymore. And right. so I know that that's probably hard. Right. I agree. Um, I came back, I, I've, I've, I was in and out of the city and I came back officially, officially in June and it was like, what the fuck? It didn't feel like New York City at all. And it really was like, it kind of broke my heart um, to see New York City be like that. Because I've been here since I was born. And Times Square, you know, is supposed to be the most li- one of the most lively parts of New York City. And getting off the bus station and walking outside and just seeing everything, like, boarded up. Empty, barren, desert. Like, I was like, wow, like, my city is really going through it. Like everybody knew it was going through it, but you know, you really don't, you really, you really don't see until you've like been around and um, outside of your block. And it was just like, wow, like that really did um, do something to me. And I definitely agree with everybody still going outside, you know, people still outside having sex and people still um, having parties and doing the whole nine yards. Um, And that's, that's scary. Uh, I've, 
personally, I recommend just sit your ass in your house and use your hands. Right. Ladies and gents and them, just use your hands for now. If you got a good partner that you know that you know you've been doing it with, you know they safe, then you key with them. But I'm saying I, I really don't want to lose any of my other queer brothers and sisters and them, and my just my black brothers and sisters as well to this this virus anymore. I don't want to lose any more people in general. Right. This virus because it, it's sad when I when you go on Facebook or you go on Instagram or you go on Twitter. And you see somebody that you know or a mutual friend of somebody that you know and they're like, oh, my, my, my parents just died, my sister just died, my friend just died, that's my best friend. And I'm just like, if this ain't no red alert situation, this ain't no, this ain't no conspiracy theory, y'all. Like, this is really happening. Like, the calls are coming inside of the house. Like, right. you stay in, like we have to stay in the house. Like, you can walk outside, get some fresh air, you know, do a little bit of things, but you have to, like, really remember like this thing is not gone it's not going yet well and i think the queer community especially you know the i know personally like the tinder world the grinder world mm-hmm. like it's not worth your life people like right, right. no amount of action is worth your life like i'm sorry i've never i'll be honest i have never had a night of sex before that's worth this virus <laughs> No. Like, even the best of the best, you still ain't <laughs> worth it, girl. Like, and so I, I look at people, especially in the queer world, that are having fun and that want to have fun and that want to meet people. And I'm like, listen, they'll wait. It's okay. Like, take this time right. to actually get to know somebody. Like, right. talk to them. It's okay. Like, like you said, I did a whole episode of um, with two sex workers and sex educators, and we talked about masturbation, and we talked about sex toys, and we were like, there are, be imaginative. <laughs> right, like. Like, if there was any time to be creative, this is the time. Right. Uh, I agree. It's, um, our community is very, very social, social butterfly-driven, active. You know, some of us are, I think a lot of us are very extroverted. Um, and especially in New York City, being one of, like, you know, queer worlds among others like Atlanta as well in LA it's like something we gotta go out we gotta do something like pop lock like I'm not gonna be in this house you know, like especially like sex more active I think a lot of heteronormative people don't realize how much sex we actually really do have like it's like <laughs> crazy um like I think they're just saying like is we we just all date one person or we just all asexual which is not all that like we really be getting down right um <laughs> and that I just want a nut mindset is really going to get a lot of people put in a situation they should not be in. And I need people to, and just because you're wearing a mask while you have sex does not protect you from COVID. That just means you have a mask on for a second. That's, that's all it means. It's all it means. And I've seen on Twitter, I've like, like literally people wearing masks and I'm like, that does not. I mean, have really, I have not seen that yet. That's bananas. Like, how do you have a mask on, but you're still sucking dick? Like, I don't, <laughs> don't get it. Like, I don't, I don't understand. The math does like, not add up. Listen, a lot of self-proclaimed, and we are in the era or the the year of the self-proclaimed sluts and the self-proclaimed hoes and, I, and celebrating our ho, inside hoe and slut, and I'm here for it. Yes. But 
like not at this at, at the expense of somebody's health at all you can be a slut after covid come on like yes, <laughs> like we all gonna be outside girl don't work like we all we all gonna be outside we all gonna be back on right. what we're doing don't worry about it but this is like hibernation like we just taking a little break like take a little break meet meet somebody you just want to have from three three days out of the week you know maybe you maybe you need a more consistent buddy like this right. is the time to find that consistency so please live like please y'all well, and to, to be honest, get this time, find, use this time to get to know yourself, what you like, what you like to feel, what you don't like to feel. Like Lizzo said, I'm the sex is fire with your herself. Like it's, yes. let's do that. Like I've, I've been having, I mean, listen, you got a Babeland and shit like that. Those places are making money right now. Listen, y'all, I ain't no toy fanatic, but, but you know, I love a man with a, a nice cock ring on. But, um, Listen, my hand has been doing wonders. And when I close my eyes, I'm in the room with somebody. Yeah. And that's all that matters. <laughs> that's all that matters. Yeah, I've my always world. told every single lover that I've ever had, nobody can, can do anything like I can do for myself. Sorry, baby. Amen. but right. Well, right. I think that, you know, and some of my favorite poetry to read is erotic poetry. Like, I feel like there's some amazing poets out there that do erotic poetry. I would love to know some of your favorite poets, people that inspire you. Listen, if we're going to talk about erotic poetry, I don't care if it's hetero or home. home like, listen, Carmel Poet, she talks about eating, eating pussy and sucking dick, and I'm like, I ain't never wanted to eat a pussy more since you said <laughs> like, I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> What's her name? I'm like, oh my, like you, it's Caramel Poet. Oh my god, she is a straight on sex poet. It's so good. Silent poet as well. He's a hetero poet, but I just be like, the way you talking about eating pussy, can you eat my ass? Like, yeah. Oh my god! I'm like, oh my god, y'all. I'm here I'm for it, though. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. You know oh that's a goodness. good writer that can make somebody that does not Listen. normally love pussy to love pussy. That's what I'm saying. If I'm in the comments like, well, let me hear some more, you know. <laughs> you know you're doing something right. You know you're doing something right. But a lot of my other favorite poets, um, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Acevedo, she's really big now and well now. Um, She's really, really dope. I met her in person. Very humble. I really love when you meet people um, in person and they really, like, are who they say they are. And I never knew her. And I met her in person twice. The first time it was, like, a little walking by. Like, oh, you're, you're like, talented and amazing. Cool, cool, cool. But I met her another time. She gave me her own author copy of her book. The next one she had. Really humble. Really motivated me. And I truly, like, um, love what she does. Um, another, other poets I know that are really great are Wise. He is a very strong, strong black man. Ooh. Um, he is really good at like poem hub sometimes, and he also knows how to like back you with some real life stuff as well. And I like I love that shift that he has. Um, and I would say another one more great poet I know that is really really dope. I'm gonna do one of my girls who is oh. Ooh, um, ooh, I don't know how, God, I think it's Goddess Poetry, 
her real name is Iman, and her voice, it's like God is a woman, period. Like, God is, like, her voice makes you want to, listen, we talking about touching yourself, makes me want to touch myself and write a, a book about politics. Like, I don't know which one I want to do first. That is what she did, and I love it. I love that you are so passionate about those other poets, because if poetry doesn't do that to you, you are reading it wrong. And my thing is now, I think even more, I've always been like this, but we creatives of all kind need to stick together, because we know this, we know hustle means. Um, and I think a lot of times, you know, nothing wrong with people who have nine to five, you know, if my man works in nine to five, I am not going to shit on his life. But I think there is something to say when you are creative, you really have to dig deep to get a following. You really have to dig deep to hold your craft. You really have to dig deep to get people to like you and this and that and the third. Um, and I've always been about like following and getting us together and being put each other on and really doing amazing work because we are always stronger just as a people as in a whole we are always stronger when we are together and we are very um minimalist um mindset of how far we can go when we are unified and together as well yeah and i think as far as creatives go i wish i could hear more creatives like you and other creatives tell me people that inspire them on other areas of creativity because that's mm -hmm. it's a way of cross networking it's a way of promoting yes. each other but also like i'm a photographer i'm a writer i'm a public speaker i want when i write like i'm writing my next ted talk when i'm writing my next mm -hmm. ted talk i want to be able to quote one of my favorite poets i want to be able to quote a sex worker. I want to be able to promote these especially queer right. artists that are not white in my stuff because I feel right. like they inspire me. Why wouldn't I tell other people about it? And I think that creatives across the board can do that for each other. We're just kind of not thinking outside of the box when we right, do it. Right, right. And I, I was... Think, oh, I'm sorry. Keep going. Keep oh, going. Go, no, go ahead, please. Um, I, I, I highly agree. And I think a lot of people don't do the name dropping in these situations. I think a lot of times when people get into the room, they're like, oh, I'm in this room, so I ain't trying to rock the boat. I ain't trying to make nobody uncomfortable. I'm not trying to do none of that. I'm just trying to get this this, this coin, this, this dollars, and get, get out. And I think that is why so many people are back here and everybody else, like the five, are like forward. When reality is like, you know, if five people know five people, that's like already 25 people and those 25 people, you know, triple down effect. Hello guys, simple math. You know, I wasn't a math major in school. I can count people as well. You know what I'm saying? And we have to be, I fully agree with you. We have to be willing to, to name drop more. And don't get me wrong. You don't have to name drop the whole city. Like you don't have to be like Bob, Karen, Louie, Charlotte, grandma, shout out to her, auntie Lou. You have, like, you know, we all know what good quality is, and we can't be afraid to put other good quality forward thinking that it's going to put us at risk because, you know, I believe in full circle aspects and all of that, um, reincarnation and karma and all those, those beliefs. And I believe when you, when you put good quality forward and you're also good quality, that good quality is going to keep pulling you forward as well. And you're just going to keep going. There's no way. And I love it when people authentically share because I think that for me, there's a lot of white performative 
ism out there right now and a lot of white people like checking boxes. Okay, I mm -hmm. talked about one black person today. Okay, I bought from right. one black business today. No, tell me what you love. Tell mm -hmm. me what inspires you about these businesses. Speak mm -hmm. to it so that I want to do it too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Speak to it because I want to support human beings that are passionate about their lives. Like at the end of the day, this podcast especially is about the human experience. And so like yeah. your human experience through poetry is exciting. Like I can't wait for your book to come out now because I think we should do another, we should do a, we should do a live and another episode where we promote it and you like perform it. And we like I would love to. give away, you know, I give away, I purchase five books and I give them away and you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Like, yeah. It's just I would it's love to. inspiring. Yeah. Well, I would love for you to um, share a poem if you're feeling up for yes. it. Yes. I, don't, I don't know if you have one on hand or one you're thinking about, but... Listen, I if, you, if you're ready, you don't got to get ready. That's what they say, you know? And this is you always got to stay ready. I've literally um, written one poem in my life, and um, then I gave it up to the professionals. So <laughs> that would be you. Please, please time me weak. Um, yeah, okay. Okay, I'm ready. The idea of queer sex makes straight people uncomfortable because the idea of others conjoining their bodies in a moment of lust and love breaks the foundation that your spirituality lays on. As long as I don't see it, I don't care. We've had to watch unfamiliar sex differ from our own on TV screens and films to make our families comfortable. Hiding. Foreign sex objects masking who we are, but you, granted so much more than the taboo place in my crotch would allow me to enjoy. You are favored, privileged, appreciated. You are allowed to show yourself, blessing your skin, giving you permission to exist. While us fags, Demons, abominations, those that choose to be queer. God's mistake to ruin and corrupt your friends. are buried under burning Paris and soul outside of dark alleyways where prostitution is the only way queer people know how to survive. Pleasing those afraid to open that closet door. Your husbands come to us when he's looking for something new. And your wives come to us when she's looking for a woman to properly lick her. But you see, we are the freaks in God's circuits here for the enjoyment and entertainment of others and shun when the freaks are out of line. Or to play stereotypical roles of sassy assistants and fashionistas that crave a man's touch so much. You kill us. Black queer sexuality is, fighting is, dying because you are uncomfortable on the homo, or because you are uncomfortable on the homo. Trans lives that use as pussy pumps for pleasure. Gay individuals attacked and forced into suicide for existence. Lesbians seen as lesser than the air in their lungs because girls don't kiss girls in this household. And by and other intersections forced to choose between the two because you can't like everybody. It's more than sex life. It's us. It's not you seeing us. It's your God seeing us because when he sees us, the gates and glory and light will open, anointing, saving, healing, Black queer sexuality is fighting to be seen on your TV screens where it doesn't make your children uncomfortable for indifference. And you see sex. Yes, sex. Black men having sex and enjoyment is what I enjoy. So I deserve to see on my TV screens unafraid of being spat at and attacking to see us. My black queer brothers, sisters, and nuns deserve to see their people having sex. But it's more than sex is life. But you made it about sex. Because when you're caught having sex with us, you're so quick to kill us.
and that's that piece. Yes. Wow. I love to do that one wherever I go. Like if I'm like, featuring whatever, like that is like my mantra poem. Like we're gonna like ladies, this fairy dust, and let y'all know what I'm, what I'm about to give and what I won't tolerate in this space and what I believe in. If you're on, if you're okay with that, or if we're on IG Live, you can leave. You can leave the venue. You can leave wherever you go because you are you are here about this. You are here about it. I love and it. Time I love the words. I can give you. Yeah, you know, I could definitely. I could definitely send you to send you this as well. And it's time that I, I said this on, on something else. I was doing. I was doing a panel yesterday with a bunch of amazing lesbians. I was like, oh my god. I, I love lesbians. Like, this is so off topic, but I love <laughs> lesbians. Like, lesbians are, like, even, like, male-presenting lesbians, like, those are, like, the pinnacle of human, like, that is it. Like, uh, like oh, my God. Like, you can get, like, softness and a full-on, like, masculine energy. Like, sign me up. Like, sign me up. <laughs> I love it. Um, I, I love that. I think that there's such a... Uh, old wives tale that that gay men hate lesbians and it's so wrong i thought you love lesbians i love lesbians i've never met a bad lesbian before i'm just like oh my god and it's like if they're like bisexual i'm like oh my god you like dick too like this is perfect like this is a sisterhood like where do i like can we sign a contract like if i'm not married by 40 we don't have to have sex but i would love to raise a kid with you and sit yes. and watch tv like i can't go wrong there's <laughs> no going wrong and that's the lovely part of like the the gender these gender binaries that are like being crushed now are that I, you're we're meeting these people in our lives that are so similar to us that I think society didn't want us to like and didn't want us to be friends with, or it didn't match mm -hmm. up to what the queer community kind of compartmentalized. And I love right. that you said that. That's awesome. Okay. Well, how can people find you online? How can people support you online? Yes. Um, if you love what you heard and you want to follow back, I love following people back. My name is Life of Don. It's Life of Period, not the word. Some people be coming up saying, oh, the period, the word, no, sweetie. The period, the little period, period. D-O-N, um, and that's on Instagram. You want to follow me on Twitter, it is Life of, same thing, dot Don. Um, I don't really use Twitter, but some, some of the girls are following me on there, so you know, I got to promote it. Um, and my book is coming out soon. It's going to be streaming on audiobooks. I'm also going to be recording a lot of it because I want to. I want you to hear it. I want you to hear it. Um, and it's going to be very accessible to everybody. And it will be a hardcover. It will not be a softcover book. I love hardcover books. Um, it's just something about, I don't know what it is. It's just something about a hard book that just really does it for me. Um, and yeah, that's all I have. Good. Well, thank you again for being here. Thank you for sharing your words, your art, your passion. I was so excited when I met you on Instagram and um, I'm, I'm a new fan and I'm excited to open my followers and community up to your brilliance. Thank you. Thank and you. please take care over there. And uh, yeah, we have a standing date for me mm -hmm. to come to New York and have an, yeah! e an evening of 
pasta and weed and all the things. And art. Ah! <laughs> please be safe. Please be love and light. Um, and same to the listeners. Please be safe. Please be love and light. And if you're going to bottom, please use the dildo. Not right now. <laughs> Thank you. Best way to end. Best way to end. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode and all the episodes. We hope you'll join and support us online in the Faces of Fortitude movement on Instagram at Faces of Fortitude, on Facebook at Faces of Fortitude Portraits, and you can find me personally on Twitter at Mariangela Abeo. If you'd like more information about the Faces movement or have an idea for a topic or person you'd like to see on the podcast, please email us at booking at facesoffortitude.com. Until next time, take care of yourselves and those around you. And by that, I mean, wash your fucking hands, wear a damn mask, defund the police, basically continue fighting for the rights of black lives everywhere, especially black trans lives, and do your part to abolish all forms of systemic racism. I'll see you next time.